When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Man, we've got some great text. I love it. Passionate. Out of Bounds. Brought to you by the Amazing Steaks. Bacon wrapped shrimp. Kessel Prime and the Renaissance. Recognized by Wine Spectator since 2001. KesselPrime.com to make a reservation. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. I've got Jason with me. Jason's riding high. His Ole Miss Rebels are 8-1. and one With three games left. Georgia, La Monroe, and Mississippi State. Two of the three are W's. Can you find another win? But Sean on the text line, who I think is an Ole Miss fan, is has made a great point. And we're going to talk about that here in just a second. Um, we're going to have Steve Robertson on in just a little while. We'll have uh, Tom Luganbill at 930 on the Farm, Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. We've got an Ole Miss uh, interview, but it's after the show. Um, so we'll go ahead and post that on the, on the Apple podcast and Spotify, um, a little bit later, it may, it may be up by like 11 AM or so, uh, Apple podcast, Spotify, search out of bounds with Bo bounds, Ole Miss 38, 35 win wild game, Ooh. wild game, Ole Miss, the rebels and the Aggies. We thought it could be an epic game. It was, uh, there was a lot of back and forth. Uh, Ole Miss is a better team. Uh, kind of surprised. Throughout, as the game unfolded, were you kind of surprised that A&M was there? I don't know. They they were gritty. I mean, they took some shots below the belt, literally, <laughs> some below the belt. If you saw that that player when, um, I think it was... Oh, when he punched him in the stones? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he went WWE on it? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, I mean, it was chippy. I, Ole Miss in the second half, the defense has only stood up in a couple of games. I mean, Auburn, I guess. <laughs> Auburn's won, and Auburn's not a good team. And Arkansas, and we were down, like, but it is good to see, as an Ole Miss fan, you being down in the fourth quarter and coming back and winning. Because coaching. Did, didn't do that last season. Kiffin, Golding, the whole thing. You, you've got, you got the, well, you got the best coaching staff you ever had in the history of the program. Yes. Yeah, even better than Freeze's. So, um, as good as Hugh was, but when you take everybody, you've got the best coaching staff you've ever had. So, Sean, on the Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776, Sean says, does Ole Miss want to lose this game this weekend? Because if you win it, Lane is gone. Somebody's coming to get him. That's not a bad point. <laughs> but you can't, you can't go into it like that. 
I mean, yeah. you want the big carrot. You want the big prize. You want the, uh, I don't, I don't know if there's a path to the college football playoff now that Bama beat LSU, but it, which is crazy going 11 and one, but it doesn't look like, well, there's not a path to Atlanta, which is crazy going 11 and one. Yeah. Yeah. And we thought Bama was vulnerable and then Bama did what Bama does. They got their, you know what together and started playing some damn, but, but we're so jaded. We expect them to win by 24 points, yeah. every roll out the football and win by 24 every time they play. Right. And we don't think that Bama and Georgia play well unless they win by 30. So it's a weird, our sports brain is weird. Um, Lane's won all the close games. He has. A&M, LSU, Arkansas won the games. Um, and you're right, when they've needed, well, Saturday was weird. A&M shot themselves in the foot, but the bottom line is you won. I mean, they, you know, Max Johnson had that touchdown on the, was it on the four-yard line? He made the wrong decision. But the bottom yeah. line is, um, it's like when you get down, Lane in the offense, Dart in them can answer the call regardless. And you can score in little to no time. I think that's what people are most confident in, is you see a two-minute drill happen in like a minute 15. <laughs> And you have no doubt that your team's going to score. That's where you rest your head easy at night, knowing that if you are down, there's a good chance you could at least tie it up. Right. Let's switch gears. Um, people are asking about Dave Doran from NC State going to Mississippi State. Why would Dave Doran leave NC State in the ACC where he can win seven games a year, sometimes win eight, and not have to play Bama, LSU, Georgia, you know, all these other teams, why would he leave the ACC? It's like Leopold. Why would he leave Kansas with Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12? Maybe they do, but it doesn't make sense to me. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, Dave Doran, talking about boring? You know, <laughs> if you're looking for a... um. Injection. I mean, you you need energy. You need excitement. I do think you need an offensive-minded coach outside of somebody like Barry Odom. I don't think the fan base understand. I uh, know the fan base doesn't understand how good a coach he is. Um, Missouri should have never fired him. He did an amazing job. I mean, how good were Barry Odom and Kendall Browse? You want to look at Arkansas's record this year? Yeah. <laughs> how good were they? How many times have they won nine games in the last, since Petrino? How good was Barry Odom? He's a phenomenal football coach. He would come to UNLV. I mean, to Mississippi State from UNLV. But uh, but he is defensive-minded, but he hired a hot shot offensive court, young offensive coordinator. And, yeah, will he be on the list? Yeah, who knows? Uh, would he be on my list? Hell yeah, he would, because he can flat out coach. And um, he would hire a defensive coordinator, but you would know that he could he would oversee it, and then you go get a, an OC. You know, Mississippi State fans during Leach's tenure, and this is typical Mississippi guy, screaming, we got to run the football more. You know what you need to do at Mississippi State? Throw the ball a lot. Now, maybe 
and it looked like Leach, he, he signed a dual three. You saw Chris Parson play on Saturday. Leach signed him, Leach's staff signed him. Leach had finally agreed. I think Mealy or Mailey, um, the assistant, had just been pounding the table for years. Go get a dual, add the dual threat element to the air raid, and it'll be even better, Mike. And so they were starting to do that. I mean, they they had signed a kid that, you know, had that ability. Yeah, gave you that option. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right now you don't have a quarterback that can that can run all the components of the offense, either one, Rodgers or Mike Wright. True. Okay? And you've got, like, like at Ole Miss, like at, well, even LSU. But Auburn and A&M are missing quarterbacks that can do it. You've got to have a quarterback that can run all the components of the offense. Uh, but you're still going to have to go to the portal. And... And get a guy for, you know, seven hundred and fifty to to a million dollars. Uh, Parson may may be the future later on down the road, but uh, you got to go get somebody who can play right now. Somebody said go get Jed Fish at Arizona, and he brings his quarterback. That would be funny. <laughs> yeah, and not a bad pickup. It's it's funny. Some people are uh, aquatic waves on the text line said, "What about Mike Gundy for MSU?" He's older. I don't understand why. But he's in the Big 12. <laughs> yeah. And the two the two big boys are leaving. Mike Gundy's not coming to Mississippi State. I mean, he's, a, he's an Oklahoma State alum. He's been there since Les Miles left to go to LSU. That was a long time ago. Yes. Okay. Yes. He doesn't really like to recruit, but the guy's an absolute freak as far as coaching and on game day. Much like Mike. Mike Leach was not interested in recruiting and not interested in staffing. But let me tell you what Mike Leach could do. He could coach his ass off. Oh, on no game doubt. Day. No doubt. Uh, and, you know, I, I heard from enough guys, Mississippi, uh, he's not any good. This doesn't work. Wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> Some of what he was doing may not work, but on game day, he was a dude. He took a solid roster at best last year and beat a lot of teams. Steve Robertson coming up at 830. Tom Luganville at 930. Good morning. Welcome in. Ole Miss with the big win. They continue the winning streak since Bama. Only loss was to the Crimson Tide in Tuscaloosa. A lot of people thought that Bama would have lost again by now, including Jason. Yes, (laughs) no doubt. Me and everyone else in the country. And were we, I mean, I guess we were wrong. And plus, at the beginning of the season, we said it about Bama and Georgia. South Carolina gave them a run for their money in the first half. Auburn played them close. Bama obviously lost to Texas, played what South Florida really close. <laughs> yeah, when they didn't play Milrow. Yeah. Did we speak too soon? We do that. We do that at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Or were we fair to say that? Because they, they weren't showing us the normal Alabama. Well... When you have a Bryce Young, you're good from the jump. Yes, of okay. course. Yeah. When you when you have a, a even a Jackson Dart or a Jaden Daniels, 
Um, you're pretty you're pretty damn. I mean, it took Ole Miss a while. I mean, the two lane game was too close for comfort. Yes, even Georgia Tech a little bit. Uh, but got better, got better. Trey Harris figured it out. Dart and Harris got it going. Judkins eventually got healthy. Um, I guess the defense with Golding, they started to really figure out what they were. He was asking them to do. Is that fair? And you know, you you got a returning starter at quarterback at Ole Miss and a returning starter at quarterback at LSU, although LSU has three losses. Isn't that crazy? I mean, they're looking at like the Gator Bowl. Um, Whoa. Don't you think? I would say, uh, what about like the, um, what what was it, the Really Quest Bowl? Oh, Rely Quest. Yeah, Rely Quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess they may be something like that. I'd say that's one step above the Gator Bowl, right? Yeah, it is. Depending on who you're playing, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) it is. Um, Tampa's better than Jacksonville. And they're both fun. Don't get me wrong. You're in Florida for the holidays. Um, all right, I, I can't get too sidetracked. I got I, we we got to do the C Spire Connerly. Um, I mean, I think Dart's running away with this thing. Uh, but Trey Harris is trying to. I mean, you can only nominate one player. It, it's a pretty good situation to be in if you're Ole Miss. Uh, the way that that Dart Judkins and and Harris are. Playing. Has a wide receiver, did A.J. win it? Uh, I, I'm trying to think. We've had so many quarterbacks win it, but Judkins won it last year. You know, uh, and that's the, the year that Shadour had. Still insane. Yeah, Evan Ingram won it the year before A.J., and then A.J. won it. And then you had, after that, it was Jeffrey Simmons, Kyle. Hold on, whoa, 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 slow down. Go, go through it again. So, going back, since Dak Prescott went back-to-back. Okay. And 14 and 15, you had Evan Ingram, 16. So, that's a tight end, but he was used as a, yeah, okay. Yeah. Got uh, it. And then AJ in 17, AJ Brown. Flex tight end, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> right. Uh, and then in 2018, you had Jeffrey Simmons. AJ won it what year? Uh, 2017. He had the big egg bowl. Okay, so that's the last wide receiver to win it. Is uh, AJ Brown? Actually, no. Elijah Moore in twenty twenty. Oh, Moore won it. That's yeah. right. God, he worked people in twenty twenty uh, in the shortened COVID year. Okay, so we've had a bunch. Ingram, AJ, Elijah Moore. Yeah, Corral is the only QB since Dak Prescott to win it. Since Nicky Fitz didn't win it. I, that's inc. Nick Fitzgerald never won the. Uh, that's incredible. That's unbelievable. How did Nick Fitzgerald not win the C Spire Connerly? Because Evan Ingram's a dog. That's how. What year was that? That was 16. Fitzgerald went for 257 yards on the <laughs> ground against Ole Miss and won 55 to 20, and they didn't win it. Yep. I think that. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> it's time for the C Spire Connerly Trophy Watch List. And it's all right here, right now on the Out of Bounds Show. On ESPN 105.9. The Zone. The Out of Bounds Show. C Spire Connerly update. We only have a few more weeks here. As the regular season will be over and we'll get into conference championship play and then bowls in the college football playoff. Last year, four teams. What do you think about that? Ole Miss, if this was 12 teams, Ole Miss would be in. 
How about that? Regardless of what happens this weekend. That's something to think about. Yeah, you got you, you got to believe that Lane is thinking about that. If we had a 12-team playoff, Ole Miss is in this year. All right, we'll start with Ole Miss and Trey Harris. 11 catches, 213 yards in a TD as they beat the A&M Aggies. For Mississippi State, Xavion Thomas, six catches, 44 yards in a loss to Kentucky. Southern Miss, Frank Gore Jr., 24 carries, 131 on the ground and a TD as they beat La Monroe. Uh, Jackson State, Jacoby and Morgan, 25-34 for 182 and a touchdown and two rushing TDs in a win over Texas Southern. Alcorn State, Aaron Allen, QB, 19-30, 263 through the air, three TDs, and a win over uh, Southern U out of Baton Rouge. So there we go there. Uh, Mississippi Valley State, Jared Wilson, 14 carries, 55 yards, and a TD. Bellhaven, Tim Johnson, quarterback, 7 of 15, 111. And seven carries, 82 yards. Dang, he scored four TDs combined. Yeah. Good for him, man. Congratulations. It's the first Bellhaven that's not Colby Blunt that we've had on the list. That's right. We've had a lot of Colby Blunt on the list. He had a, Tim Johnson had a great weekend for the Blazers. Uh, Millsaps, Gary Jennings was 28 of 30, 20 of 38, excuse me, 269 and a TD. Uh, Delta State. Patrick Chagag, quarterback, 19-33. And a tutty. And the win over, golly, they, over West Georgia. So Delta State's had an amazing year. Like Ole Miss, Delta State has had an unbelievable football season. You know why? I had lunch with Todd Cooley last summer. It's the out-of-bounds magic. You rubbed off on it. It happens every time. I mean, look at the board over there. People who've signed that, they come in and they have amazing seasons or years. And Mississippi College, Marcus Williams, 24 carries, 132 on the ground. So a very, very good weekend for Marcus Williams at Mississippi College. And that is your C Spire, Connerly, Watch, List, and Ole Miss with a uh, magical season and Delta State with a magical season. So far today. Um, looks and like Bellhaven's eight and one also. Congratulations so, to the Bellhaven Blazers. Bellhaven Why? Delta State. Because I grew up on Pinehurst. It's the magic. Ball boy for Charlie Rugg. I mean, I don't know how many times I was grabbing bats and balls over there on Riverside Drive <laughs> at seven years old, eight years old. I uh, got to hang out in the locker room before, during, after the game. Um, I think I shot layups during timeouts. Um, that's the magic of Bellhaven. You're welcome, Bellhaven. Yeah. <laughs> when I was growing up, they were unbelievable at soccer. Really? Unreal at soccer. Yes. They brought in players from all over the country. I used to go to their soccer camp. And locally. And I was terrible at soccer, but I used to go yeah, to their soccer Yeah, but they camp. were great. <laughs> I don't even remember who they I mean, I should. I mean, I remember Coach McLeod and Charlie Rugg, but they were amazing at soccer. Um... But that was a lot of fun. I mean, when you're seven, eight, nine, and you can walk to a college campus. I went in classrooms. <laughs> Things could be way worse. <laughs> yeah. They had a rec hall. I'd go in there and play foosball. 
Wow. And take people's money. Felt like a celebrity, I bet. Uh, felt like Robert Redford. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's National Nachos Day. Do you know how much I love nachos? You do. Does anybody not like nachos? How could you not like nachos? You must hate yourself if you hate nachos. I agree. I agree with that. Even Mississippi State fans, as down in the dumps as they are, they can celebrate National Nachos Day at Bulldog Burger. Right? Amen to that. Good morning. Welcome in. Steve Robertson will join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. National Nachos Day. If you've listened to this show, you know I love them. Most people do. In fact, uh, Jason and I were talking about it during the break. If you don't like nachos, what does that say about you? We'll go with the uh, pork belly and chorizo nachos from Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland. Startville and Tupelo. Ooh, chorizo on there too? Yeah, pork belly. Oh. And chorizo. How's Come that on. sound? I love, I'm a chorizo hog. Are you? I love, well, it's, no pun intended, but I love chorizo. Well, pork belly is delicious too, but chorizo, if I'm <laughs> if I'm at a rest, Mexican restaurant, I'd much rather get a chorizo taco, quesadilla, whatever. Yeah. Than just normal beef. I'm with you. It's way better. I'm with you. So we'll we'll do that. Uh, shout out to Bulldog Burger on National Nachos Day. Steve Robertson, welcome to the show. Jeans Page, 247 Sports, the Boneyard Podcast. Steve, do you like nachos? Oh, I love nachos. Uh, had actually had Frito pie last night for dinner. You Ooh. know, so it's a kind of a you know, different take on, on the nacho. You know, but uh, yeah, I mean, how could you like not like nachos? And, uh, you know, it's like when I think about going to Bulldog Burger Company, I usually get the spring rolls, but at times I do participate in the enjoyment of nachos. <laughs> Those spring rolls are... Uh legendary at bulldog burger for sure all three uh all right steve there's a massive meltdown and apathy is set in at mississippi state and um i know we'll talk about chris parson later but uh do you believe that there will be a coaching change in three weeks yeah i would certainly say it's trending in that direction you know it's uh, I, I gave everybody a day of rest yesterday i figured everybody needed a day after you know as poorly as the team played on saturday but uh you know these things are fluid as you know you know, it's like it's one of those things where, you know, a lot of times it boils down. I'm reminiscent of the uh, Scott Strickland, Ben Howen situation. You know, it's like you had the Rick Ray thing, and then Scott comes out and gives him the dreaded voice of com- uh, vote of confidence, and then Ben Howen becomes available. You know, at the end of the day, Zach Thelman's got a difficult decision to make. Um, some would say it's probably not as difficult as, as maybe we suggest. But you got to take care of football, period. And uh, I support whatever decision Zach Selman makes, but um, I'm told that it ultimately will be his decision. You know what Mississippi State does with the direction of their football program. Okay. Um, They're not going to win this weekend. And I guess they'll beat Southern Miss, and they're not going to win the Egg Bowl. So you're looking at a 5-7 and finish, Steve, for, for Arnett and the crew. And, you know, it's unfortunate in this or that, but as you said... They can't risk uh, 20, 30% of the people not going to games next year, right? 
Yeah, and I think that's part of it. But also, too, as you think about, you know, what's the path from the wilderness look like? You know, it's like if you begin to think, okay, well, you can go get a you know, proven Power 5 coach or a guy that's got Power 5 coaching experience and perhaps can you know, spark a turnaround quicker, then maybe that's the direction you go. And I, I think just about every fan would be on, on board with that. You know, you want, you want to be fair, but at the end of the day, nobody is bigger than Mississippi State. Uh, not Zach Arnett, not Zach Selman, not Mark Keenum, not me, not you, anybody. You know, what happens at Mississippi State, you got to take care of Mississippi State while, it's on, while you're on, on watch. And uh, I think that's the big part of this for Zach is he hadn't been here a year and he's already had to make two, two major coaching decisions and in the process of, uh, of making one now. Yeah. Steve Robertson on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, do you expect Will Rogers to play this weekend? I won't say I expect it, but I won't rule out the possibility. You know, he, he was, you know, according to sources, he was a much better participant last week in practice. You know, like the week before, the things you heard is, well, you know, he did some things. You know, but he did a lot more in practice last week. I wouldn't rule him out as far as being available, but I wouldn't expect him to start. Now, Southern Miss, probably so, maybe so. But I think if Chris Parson goes and makes you a competitive football team on uh, Saturday, then you've got to, you know, consider your options. Okay. So, if well, let, hold on. Let's stay on this for a second. Will Rogers can't go. Do you expect to see Chris Parson start to finish? I expect him to take the lion's share of the snaps. If it, if it was my decision, I think I probably just go with him start to finish. But I wouldn't rule out Mike Wright starting the first series. But I think in a game like this, especially with Max Johnson's health being uh, in question right now. You know, every possession's precious, you know. And so, you know, Parson brought some life to that stadium and, and to that team, even though the game had already ultimately been decided. And uh, at this point, you know, it may be time just to, hey, let's spend these last three ball games, preserve a red shirt, and get the kids some experience and and see how things shake out. But it gives the A&M Aggies a lot more to think about with a guy like Chris Parson because he does have the best arm on the team, and he is more mobile than Will, and he's a better passer than Mike Wright. And I think he has – the skill set to run exactly what they want to run offensively. I mean, of course, that's a tough environment to go make your first start, but you're already a double-digit underdog in the ball game. You know, what else do you have to lose? Right. And it looks like, did you see where it looks like Max Johnson's out with rib injury? Oh, yeah. I, I've seen that, and I was told yesterday, actually by a former Bulldog assistant, called me and you know shared that information and said he's supposed to be evaluated on Sunday, and then Jimbo would have an update today. So, yeah, you know, we'll see. But I watched that uh, A&M Ole Miss game, too, and you could tell in that fourth quarter he was laboring. I mean, you know, every single play he gets up, you can tell he's in he's in some pain. So you wish the best for the young man. But, uh, yeah, there, there's some concern that they're going to have to start a third-team quarterback transfer from Fresno State. So it may be the battle of the third-team quarterbacks this weekend. And uh, I, I wouldn't expect a lot of offensive firepower from either team. No, I don't know what – uh, Mississippi State with Chris Parson working against that A and M D. Um, I mean, Mike Wright wouldn't move it either. So, and and Will Rogers probably wouldn't have a whole lot of success, but he'd have more than the other two. Um, I mean, I don't know if they can score, Steve. Well, I don't so know how many trips you'll make past the fifty. Right? Yeah, well, that's that's been a challenge the last three weeks. I mean, you know, twenty six points in three games, you're not going to beat anybody. You know, in the middle of that, they get that win over Arkansas, but. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just – it's been incredibly inefficient. And, uh, you know, one of the things we've talked about before is, you know, Mike Wright's not a very skilled passer. That That's not a 
you know, a shot at the guy. That's just kind of the reality of what he is as a player. And I think people now have seen that. And there were a lot of people before that thought he was, you know, kind of being withheld in, in deference to Will Rogers. But, uh, you know, he's just somewhat limited. And, and I think Parsons' natural ability exceeds both of those guys. But, you know, that's a really tough environment. And, yeah, I'm not expecting to win this weekend, but we're going to drive down there and cover it and hope for the best. So you're going? Oh, absolutely. Not going to miss one. Steve Robertson, Jeans Page, 247 Sports on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. I'm trying to think of something positive to talk about with the football program. Can you come up with anything? Well, I, I think Parson gave you a little life Saturday. In that third quarter, it was miserable, Bo. I mean, we all saw it. I mean, it was just like you knew they weren't going to be able to score, and it just felt like everything was such a struggle. And you put Parson in there, and operationally, you still had some issues. But it you know, he stood tall in the pocket and delivered some pretty uh, impressive passes. And I don't think the kid is scared in the least. I mean, I think that, you know, Chris Parsons is a very special player. And I think that's a guy you build your program around kind of moving forward. But, um, you know, by the time he went to the ball game, you know, there was not many people there to see it. But the ones that were there, you know, were very, very supportive and appreciative. And that's one thing that I'll say, too. I know it wasn't a capacity crowd, but it was the best environment of the year. And maybe some of that had to do with honoring the 98 team, but uh, I thought Bulldog fans showed up and were really oh, that, loud into the ball game. For that sure. was the highlight of the game. I was there um, for that. Yes. And they actually walked towards me because I was sitting in a friend of mine's suite. And um, so when Cheryl walked out, because it was the interlocking MSU, as you mentioned, and that was kind of the theme of the weekend. Um, and, and Cheryl walks out with Kevin Sluter. That was the highlight of the game. 20 minutes before the ball game. Steve, we should have all just packed up and gone home after that, right? Well, it was pretty special. You know, I think a lot of it, and I even tweeted it out. I mean, it was one of those chill bump inducing moments. You know, I, I thought it would be pretty cool. It was a lot more special than I expected. And I mean, just the ovation and support from the crowd was, uh, it was pretty special. And, and uh, it was. You like to think you could have honored the team with a better performance, but. Um, you know, the reality of it is, is Jackie Sherrill will always be beloved at Mississippi State. And, and the 98 team did something nobody else has ever done, you know, in the state of Mississippi. And, and uh, you know, it was a pretty, pretty wild year. And I went back and wrote about that last week. I mean, the only team in the West they didn't beat that year was LSU and got absolutely hammered down there and, you know, they lost to Kentucky and, and won out, you know. And so it, it was a special year. It was a special moment. And those people involved in all that will always be revered at Starkville, Mississippi. Yeah. No, you're right. It was. And uh, Cheryl won the West in 98 and saw a lot of those players. Um, who who was your favorite player on that 98 team? Ashley Steve? Cooper. Ashley Cooper. What Steve a Cooper. dude. Man. Yeah. 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 And that, and that, the, the edge that he played with is what kind of separated. He wasn't the biggest guy, you know, but he was the guy that gave you 100% effort every play. And anytime you saw him line up in the slot, and uh, especially if it was frontside pressure, you, you, you knew the throw was going to come out early if they could get it off. And that's what made that Joe Lee Dunn defense so incredible is they could man you up on the corners and force you to your second and third read. And if you had to go to that third read, the quarterback's getting hit. And uh, Ashley Cooper just played with you know, such reckless abandon and never, ever, ever considered his own personal safety. He just went out there and played hard, uh, you know, very hard brand of football and I think he's a guy, too, that uh, probably should never have to buy a beer when he comes home to watch a ball game. No, he should. Was he there? I don't know. I don't know that he was there. I, I didn't get a full list. But, okay. you know, Desenzo and, and Kevin and those guys walked him out. And, 
you know, just I mean, you think about all those great wins with those, those players, and you know, that's the thing that Jackie Sherrill did at Mississippi State that I don't know that anybody else ever really did is he instilled a sense of pride. And he used to always talk about, you know, I, I want our fans to be able to go to work each day and have that Mississippi State coffee mug and be able to poke that chest out a little bit. And it, it wasn't just lip service; Jackie actually went and did it. Yeah, Ashley Cooper, I loved him. So, what was he just a tweener? Or, or was the NFL just not spread out enough at that time for him to make it? Or what? Do you remember? Yeah, think, uh, yeah his his size was the issue, and, and, and he he wasn't he wasn't very big, and he wasn't exceptionally fast. You know, that's what made Jolie Dunn so special too. Is he knew how to put those guys that were good athletes in position to make plays, and you know that's the thing. You go back and you look. I mean, even Tim Nelson. I mean, you know, one, one of the you know, biggest plays that year was that pick six at Oxford that, you know, the, the game was already decided, but that was the exclamation point. I mean, Tim Nelson probably couldn't have played anywhere else in the country on the Power Five level, but he fit at Mississippi State. He fit in Julie Dunn's scheme. And uh, it was more fun to even watch State play defense that, you know, those those few years. And it wasn't just because the offense at times was very pedestrian, but, you know, goodness, the defense could score. You know, it's like it was incredible every week that, it seemed like State always found a way to get a non-offensive touchdown, and actually Cooper and Tim Nelson were a big part of that. Uh, yeah, so Jason, look that up. I think they scored 66 points that year, which is remarkable, and I, I could be wrong, but but I think the defense scored 66 points that year in 98. We'll have to go back and, and look at that. Steve Robertson made a great point bringing up uh, – and I hadn't even mentioned it this morning. The Jackie Sherrill and the 98 team was recognized, and that was the highlight of the night. At uh, That and Chris Parson at, uh, at Davis Wade Stadium. All right, Steve. So uh, our fans that are listening want more. Do, do you, if you had to bet $100 on Rodgers and Marks playing, I'll, give, I'll throw it out one more time. If you had to bet money, which way would you go on Rodgers and Marks playing in College Station? This weekend, I would, I'd make individual bets. I would bet that, that Woody plays, and I would probably uh, not bet on Will Rogers one way or the other. I wouldn't rule it out, but I wouldn't expect it. But uh, I do expect Woody Marks to play this week. And yeah, you know, the thing about both of those guys, you talk to everybody involved in football; those kids desperately want to play. You know, I mean, it's like to see the team struggle offensively. I mean, and they feel like they can help, and they should be able to help. Uh, that's a very, very difficult thing, especially for guys that this may be their last year on the college level. But, uh, yeah, I, I do think Woody Marks plays this week. And, yeah, you know, I think State's got to have him. You know, I mean, it's like as, as hard as some other kids play, they just don't have the talent and vision that Woody Marks does. And so uh, getting him back, I think, gives State a, pun- a puncher's chance. But uh, you're going to need some help from A&M to win this weekend. And maybe a 13 quarterback can give it to you from their side. But uh, that defensive front is so strong. And, and you saw that Saturday. You know, I mean, you you really did it, it, in that ball game. It was very offensive, but there's a, there's some dudes up front on the on the uh, A and M defensive line, and and so uh, you got to think about it. it's going to be a very physical ball game. Probably be a short ball game, low scoring ball game, and everybody will walk away feeling like they just heard fingernails on a chalkboard. But somebody's going to get a win. Yeah. All right, we'll leave it there. Steve Robertson, Jeans Page, the Boneyard Podcast, joining us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Appreciate it, Steve. That interview was brought to you by the Pork Belly and Chorizo Nachos at Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Startville, and Tupelo. Steve also mentioned the uh, Philly Spring Rolls, which are also damn good. 
Um, but I went to Bulldog Burger last week and I got the jalapeno popper burger. Ooh. It was delicious. And that thing's hot in a good way. You put jalapenos on a burger? Yeah. You're going to have to hold me back. I know. That's I know. my, I mean, uh, that's one of the best toppings. So yesterday morning, I got up pretty early and um, I went to Bluto's for breakfast in Startville and they do an avocado toast. Ooh. And a side of scrambled eggs. And I got it to go. I just drank coffee at the bar and waited. Yeah. I got home. I got the jalapenos out, put it on the avocado toast, then put the scrambled eggs on the toast. Come on. Yeah. Are you, do you, I think that you want to make me jealous right now. I think that's what you're doing. Well, you had a big birthday party yesterday. Hang on. Let me think. Let, let's talk about that. <laughs> the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Tom Lugan Bill will join us at 930. Lugs will talk Ole Miss, A&M, and Ole Miss, Georgia. And maybe a little bit what Bama pulled off this. I, I don't think they're going to stumble twice. I mean, they got Kentucky and Auburn. I just, I don't, I don't see it. I think they'll smash. They'll be down because they just played LSU. I mean, not as, you know, our, the kids can't get up every single weekend, but they'll take care of business and go on to Atlanta. We're going to get a bat. We thought we may get Ole Miss. I guess a while back, maybe LSU, but it's it's going to be a Bama Georgia SEC championship game. Ole Miss could still finish eleven and one if they upset Georgia this weekend as as eleven and a half point dogs. Uh, it, I mean, right out of the gate on circuit, it went from ten points to eleven points, and now it's at eleven and a half. Um, I'm looking at the Caesar line right now, but bottom line, Ole Miss is in the in the. Uh, process of having their most magical season that they've had in modern football. That includes freeze in 14-15. It includes Kiffin two years ago. I can't think of another one. I mean, they've only won 10 yeah. games a couple of times since whatever, 1970. So Lane's, Lane's going to do that again this year. Twice in, in four years. Oh, I hope he stays. Please keep Lane Kiffin. <laughs> Please keep him. Which I know is the exact opposite of what people were saying after going on the skid at the end of last season. I know. But. Oh, I remember my text line last year. <laughs> oh, it was it, b- fire everybody, burn it down. It was it was serious. It was heated. And now it's, you know, Guys, all praise. <laughs> all praise. He, he's up there. He, he's walking on water, man. This is, and I asked you earlier, and I'm interested to see what you think. If he, and this is a big if, if Ole Miss does beat Georgia, okay, is that bigger than either of the two Alabama wins? The especially the one I'm really comparing it to is beating Alabama at Alabama, because that n- never happens <laughs> for Ole Miss, at least. I mean, they lost. Is it bigger than the 2015 Bama win if you beat Georgia this weekend? Back-to-back champs? That was a huge win and huge. It may be, man. It may be. That you means know, that you it's... You got a, less losses, okay? You had, yeah. It was a weird year. You had lost to Memphis and Florida. We lost to Arkansas that year. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, your worst case scenario is going 10 and 2. 
If you beat Georgia, you're going 11 and one. Um, maybe it's because I'm in the in the middle of it, in the thick of it. But I'm I'm thinking yes. But mm. I don't know, man. Saban, the big mighty Saban, true, the goat. I mean, I, maybe at the end of the year, if Kirby wins it again, very true, and and does what Saban hasn't done. I mean, wins three, three in, a row? in a row. I mean, Ole Miss has done has been the blemish on national champions three times. Bartu says they can't win it. He said Georgia's defense is is the worst defense they've had. Wow. I mean, they're not bad. They're just not number one, two, or three in defensive scoring efficiency. But if Ole Miss, if Ole Miss does beat Georgia, I understand you were talking about how Bartu said that. Bama has to lose twice in order for Ole Miss to like Ole Miss has to be in the SEC championship and beat Georgia again to get in. But I'm just to get the uh Yeah, because game control has not been your friend. Okay. So yeah. so so the committee loves blowouts. And you know, you're winning and it is amazing. But if you're all right, you're going to the college for our listeners, Jason's talking about the college football playoff. And the close win against LSU and the close win against Arkansas and the close win against uh, a m Yeah. They're all about game control. Now, they did adjust their... They did move the field goal post for this last ranking. putting But putting Georgia number two, you know, and not Florida State, I think it's a head scratcher, but it's still going to play out. Yeah, I just don't see how if Ole Miss does go eleven and one, doesn't make the SEC championship. If there is a one loss team in there, how is it not Ole Miss? I mean, I could see it being I could see it being Texas too. I could see Texas being if there's going to be a one loss, I could see Texas being in there. But I just don't know well, how you, you've still got Michigan and Ohio State that are running that are coming down the stretch. You still got Florida State. I mean, you just got a lot of teams here that haven't knocked themselves out yet. True. And then if even Ole Miss does win, then Georgia has one loss. It's getting spicy here. Okay. I I think it's getting, I think the waters are churning just a little bit. Okay. I think something could happen. You're manufacturing something. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I am, uh, I'm visioning su- success. That's what I'm doing. Envisioning success for Ole Miss. Well, you're already successful. You beat you beat Georgia. No, I'm uh, greatness is oh, what. I, oh, yeah, got it, there got we it. go. Envisioning okay. greatness. Okay, for the Rebs. All right, it's got to happen. This, I mean, oh, if, if there was ever a time, yeah, yeah, it would be now because uh, Georgia and Bama could be in a different different space next year. Mm-hmm. And we talked about them not being dominant offensive, defensive scoring efficiency, things like that. And you would have to believe another team's going to. Get their stuff together in the off season. I don't know who LSU. Yeah, <laughs> good I, money would be on LSU. <laughs> Hugh Freeze will get Auburn going, and we'll see what happens with A and M. Can you imagine if A and M? I mean, people think that Mississippi State's going to make a move. I mean, the, our, our text line is unanimous. I haven't. Did, have you seen a text that says "Bring back Arnett"? <laughs> Not one. Okay. <laughs> Not I mean, one. We've had a bunch of them. I can't keep up with all of them, but um, can you imagine if A and M's going to drop seventy-five million on Jimbo Fisher and another fifteen to twenty million on the sports staff and move off him? It's a lot of cheddar. But and they then, and then go get a dude. 
for yeah. 10 million and uh, support staff for another 15 to 20 million. Just don't touch my coach. Stay away from my coach, please. Stay away from Lane Train. We are the Out of Bounds Show. 1059 The Zone ESPN. National Nachos Day. Brought to you by the Pork Belly and Chorizo Nachos at Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Starville, and Tupelo. And don't forget about the Philly Spring Rolls. Two delicious appetizers. Pair it with some Stella Artois or Key City Beer at Bulldog Burger. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.